live from Cincinnati. You are going to love this episode if you can deal with the sound issues. Thanks to Bradley Barnes for helping us out. Thanks to Ryan Krieger from Krieger Consulting for sponsoring this episode. And just to let you beautiful people know, we did it. The Kickstarter campaign for the Catholic card game came through and we got the Catching Foxes expansion pack. We did it, America. We did it together. I really, this is my favorite part of our intro song here, the guitar part. I, I, I imagine like a hipster being like, I'm surfing, Abbott <laughs> Brothers, or something yeah, like that, I don't yeah. know. Good deal, how do you kill the song? No, I just let it keep going, I really no, no, enjoy the, the song. song. Kill the song. It's very fun. Hello everyone, we are Catching Foxes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is ridiculous. Don't you have something better to do with your talent? <laughs> no, but thank you. I really do appreciate you guys being here. Um, this is really cool. So thank you guys. Uh, we're going to, so our goal here is just to have like a really fun experience. We want to have what we call audience participation. So we're going to do some really fun, fun stuff. But first, we're going to do what we call in the podcast world, small talk, like warm up. To just, no, we, I believe in Catching Boxes yeah. Universe. It's called... John Boy and Billy BS. Yeah, so we're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're gonna walk down this John lane. Boy. Mm. So, okay, let's start with the goo. Hot mic, hot mic. Sorry. Yeah. So I just it's flew in today. I, I flew in today from Houston, Texas, land of horses, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful flight. I slept the entire way. I don't know if you guys do. That. Can you guys sleep on planes? Yeah, I sleep poorly on planes, but I still sleep, so it's like you teleport to the future, you're like, wake up, you're like, oh, it's two hours later, and I'm in a different state, wonderful. I get off, I realize you have winter up here, I didn't know this, this is the heaviest thing I brought, I had my old man sweater. Is it the heaviest thing you brought? (laughs) 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 So quick out of the gate, but deprecating humor. Go on. Well, I tell I'll be crying on your couch tonight. Uh, so anyway, so I got here, and then I, I get to their house. I have a pounding headache, and I'm really, really tired, and I fire up YouTube. They have literally dozens upon dozens. They being YouTube. They being YouTube. No, 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 Not no, no, no. First, I'm going to make fun of you. Then we can make fun of you. Oh, Gary. sorry. Okay. All right, sorry. Go of film, high-definition film of fireplaces. Yeah. All different ones that the, the Carey, the last same redacted family has curated over the years, I'm guessing, of different fireplaces with different types of crackling fire. There's a reason. And for this. I, I put it on. I had a conference call with the Steubenville uh, Youth Conference Office. I put it on my phone, and the crackling fire and being t- I slept through the entire conference. An hour and a half later, I wake up. I An hour and a half, you just hear like Chris, like pads or something just being like whoa have a good-. that was a horrible joke <laughs> moving on <laughs> let's stay with this for a moment what's a Chris Patch I don't know I don't know hey do you want to hear my really funny joke about uh, Jason Everett yes yes alright yes. so we had a big event <laughs> wait we're recording this aren't we yep never mind recording it right here I'm gonna stop talking right so that's what you end up doing but then Aaron comes home Luke is home I got YouTube going and I introduced Luke to the wonderful, wildly inappropriate world. Have you ever experienced something so awkward you felt embarrassed for the person doing it? That was not uh, us when we were interviewing Joey from the Bad Christian podcast, no. Aaron Galepsi, no. uh, Derek Webb, or anyone else who's super famous. Yeah. You get so embarrassed. Like, you remember in high school when someone's like a talent show and the person doesn't have any talent and they're up on stage and they're perform- like us and they're up on stage and they're performing and you're just like, oh my gosh. 
There is a world, uh, there's a corner of YouTube that has millions of views. Like, but yeah. I imagine it's like six sweaty old men uh, who just watch it over and over again. Of, oh, that's, I didn't think of that possibility. It is called ASMR video. Have you guys heard of this? Raise your hand if you've heard of AMR. I really want to. Okay. Three of you, you should be ashamed. <laughs> um, it was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> of course, Kevin Fenter, yeah. <laughs> it is auditory things. So, like, for instance, people whispering. And they'll have two microphones set up so it's stereo. And they'll be like, Remember you play with you? I love to play pretend. Go and watch. So here's our. And then type in the phrase role play. Yeah. And then and you it will gets enter really weird. A whole really new, quick. You're like, I feel like on you YouTube. Confession for this, but there's nothing. Immoral. It was the weirdest thing we've ever seen. Okay, so it starts off as like, so a really basic one of an ASRM, right? I, I don't, ASMR. This is memory. I don't wish I had. Um, and I'll keep bringing it up. Well, I know, right? It's very weird. Um, we're like, so like one. One example is like keystrokes, like just the sound of people like, like where it's like it soothes you, and so for an hour, yeah. And for some people, it's very nice. And then it gets into like a girl putting makeup on you, getting you ready for prom, and she's like this, and she's no, 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 and like, she's rude. So she's well, like, no, I mean some are very nice. So one's your older sister. <laughs> we watched a lot of these. Girls. We, we, had, we, were. we had a broad sampling of we them today. Because the whole time, because we, we hadn't prepared for tonight. <laughs> no, we, and this was our. This is what we do. We go into dark, dark holes of despair and oddness. So there was literally like a girl, like the popular girl in high school, being mean to you while she puts on like. I guess girls put on makeup on each other a lot of nights. It was really weird. Oh yeah. Share this so you all understand how odd this was. And she's whispering. So she's like, she's like, I'm the most popular girl. <laughs> and my mom said I had to put this makeup on you. It's, yeah. Um, and then like, or was like, I'm the optometrist, but I want to do some brain nerves thing for you really quick. Yes. Yeah. Like there was multiple really videos like, from different people, all in the millions of views. Like two million. Like I'm kind millions of jealous of how many. And it was music. called. It was a little ridiculous. Cranial. Nerve exam. exam. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Hi there. I'm Dr. GB. Thank you so much for coming in. This is your first cranial nerve exam. So we're spending a little bit too much time on this, cranial but I just really wish I didn't know about this. No, I'm and so now happy. you all do. It was the, like if that's where our Culture is gone. I mean, we might as well over. give up now. Give up we now. might as well give up now. Everyone, we have some poison Kool Aid in the back. Like, <laughs> let's just end this all. Let's, let's be really let's dark. Just, like, but don't worry, we'll film ourselves and just call it a day. You know, like, hey, we tried. <laughs> we tried. That's this is like we have the greatest technology in the world, and we've used it for people to be shamed by twenty-two-year-olds faking to be like, yeah, it's weird. And then we're like, here's the paper right here. How's that? 
I'm like, it's weird, it's what it is. It's weird. And how do you have two million views? No, seriously, how? I'd, I'd like to know. Um, two million views, three, I mean, millions of subscribers. What's still going on? I was like, this is the part that gets like, like edited out. So you guys think we go on tons and tons like tangents and stuff? They are worse. Like, this is what it's like, actually like. Okay, so I'm going to steer this ship. We, we call it pivoting. Pivoting? Kind of pivoting. This is how we pivot. Um, this is how we pivot. It's Friday night. And uh, are, we, are we on the west side? No, we're not because people aren't racist. So, uh, <laughs> oh, he got topical. Sorry, sorry. I wasn't supposed to say anything. That was just me. That was not the opinion of anyone who may or may not be my employer. Okay? <laughs> It, it was it was ten minutes before I did something. <laughs> like I tried, baby. I'm really sorry. You saw, like you see how bad I feel. Okay, so don't you know? Luke's wife is in the background standing up just because she knows at some point she's gonna have to make a break for the door and, and just go. Health insurance is very expensive. Do not lose your job. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> We thought it'd be kind of fun, so what we don't want to do is just blab by you guys for an hour, though we will. Um, so we're gonna do a game. And the person who wins this game, it's not as cool as amazing, like, alcohol, so thanks, Brad, yeah. um, gets a $10 gift card to Starbucks. And a coaching box is Alright, so, weight gold. here's what I need. We're gonna play, have you guys ever heard of, like, the Engage game, where it's like, what's your favorite color? Oh, it's, like, black or whatever, I don't know. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, it's black like your heart. We hate you. We never should get married. And then you just run the different direction. And you're like, well, hey, listen. Sunrise, sunset. sunset. <laughs> okay, so we Barnes over here is going to, so I need, I need, like, two volunteers who have heard a lot of episodes. So two people. Two people really need more than one. So we've got we've got Grace and we've got Claire. It is Claire, right? Claire, all right, cool. Alright, so I'm gonna give you okay, so hey, thank you for wearing Claire go here. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're each gonna get this pad, right? Right, right here. And Bradley Bards is gonna ask you a question. And you have to guess what my what my answer is going to be, and you have to guess what his answer is. After about twenty seconds or so, we will give we will give our we'll give our answer, and the best out of best out of like out of like five wins. Does that make sense? That's where you write your answer yeah. down. Oh, and feel free you. that when you're writing your answer, if you would take the sharpie really close to the microphone, so we could have an ASMR. <laughs> yeah. They literally like, they like, do that. Take down your like, here's my makeup brush on paper. Luke, you're going to have nightmares of this forever. <laughs> this is the creepiest thing you've ever seen in you. And Aaron, you're from Ohio. Aaron, tonight when you see me standing on Luke's side of the bed in the middle of the night, don't get scared. I'm just going to be whispering. I'm just going to be whispering. This, this, this thing right now, this, this Derek Webb podcast took a lot, lot of time to edit. <laughs> that was a joke between us. All right. So we're going to start. Uh, Train wreck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I told, listen, I told you this is going to be great or a disaster. Somewhere in between right now. Somewhere <laughs> Between. Luke, somehow you oscillated right back to disaster. Anywho, so we're going to start the game. Oscillate is a big word. That wasn't even really nice. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. What, Luke and Gomer, what is your favorite TV show? Your representatives will be answering for you. What is your favorite TV show other than My Little Pony? <laughs> when I was five, my first crush was on Rainbow Bright. <laughs> I remember that being a thing. I had Rainbow Bright sheets. 
Except for our friend Matt Fred, who's not, who says a very nice little text message about that. Matt Fred says hi, by the way. All right, sorry, too. We'll, we'll, we'll skip this five minutes. Many of you just filled up your cards a little. <laughs> number two, question number two. Who would play you, Luther Gomer, in a movie about your life? Who would play you in a movie about your life? There's an actual answer to this, Steve. No, I haven't. Who would play me? Who would in a play movie Gomer, about my life. Or who would play Luke in a movie about either of their lives? Grace, uh, who would play Gomer in a movie about his life? I just think Gomer would play Gomer. Oh! Oh! That is wrong! It's called, it's called selfishness, the answer. That's actually more correct than... Uh, <laughs> actually, it would probably be Jack Black. Jack Black. Let's rock. Let's rock tonight. Right. It's not. Yeah, and then Luke is lying. It's not right. no. Who would who would play you, Luke, in a movie about your life? Please you say, say please say a ball. Chris say Pratt. Ball. And you said Yeah! Oh, Chris oh. Pratt! Hey, 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 he's very handsome. I will take that. She wins! <laughs> take that, people who said I was a little bit too chubby in tenth grade. I am the most popular. <laughs> My mom said he was very handsome a lot when we were watching Star, Star Trek. And I was like, Mom, he's, uh, he's my age. And she's like, whatever, I'm single. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. I mean, like, uh, like Players got to play. Uh, yeah, mom, don't say. All right, sorry. Five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> so, Five minutes. I would just like to know before I read this next one, who wrote number two? I copied okay. and pasted it wrong. I'm going to read. <laughs> what is the most irritating habit your co-host it has? It says, let it go. Just let it go. Just in the question, and I was What is out. the most irritating habit your co-host has? I'm not going to prepare on time for these things. I was rushing. <laughs> Everyone knows this. <laughs> Many of you don't know that Luke is actually a Soviet. Because he's always Russian. <laughs> <laughs> always Russian. Hey, how was high school? Damn. All five years of it was awesome, Luke. How was college? How's your GPA in college? <laughs> it's not like God. You don't want the lowest score to win. Really deep. I was going to cut so deep. I know you. Why don't you propose to your wife again? All right, are we ready? <laughs>
it's okay. We'll see you tonight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not. It was hilarious. All right. Uh, after no, after that, <laughs> Luke, uh, we'll ask Gomer first. <laughs> Gomer, what is, so what is the most irritating habit? Everything that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> that. What is the thing from How to Train Your Dragon? <laughs> you just gestured to all of me. Yeah. And, uh, and Grace, you have answered. Yeah, I said over talking and meaning the same thing, actually. <laughs> oh, no, those are romance oh, moments. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh. Grace, why do you hate our bromance? <laughs> I don't have it. Right. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sometimes. Right. Um, now, Luke, what is what is your least favorite thing about your film? I love this about you, but sometimes <laughs> tends to blab, and I kind of zone out for gabbing. a bit. There we go. Let's say it again. And I'm like, I'm wait, gabbing. what are we talking about? And then I get like, oh, Luke, you're an idiot. <laughs> then I like feel bad, but I, I kind of only pay attention so long. This is only going to bring out the worst in us. You really know. This is, <laughs> this is so bad. This game is going to end catching up. <laughs> <feel> so <laughs> it's not. So what did you write? What did you write? I put Gabby. She wins! She put Gabby talking over. <laughs> yeah, no, the most irritating thing about Luke is how he hates any form of structure about the podcast. <laughs> so if you listen to the early shows, I do it like an introduction, all this stuff. With classical like, music. That was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I will never let it go. a bad judgment for calling <laughs> Welcome to the inaugural episode of Catching Foxes on LayEvangelist.com. Catching Foxes is a weekly discussion show on all things culture. I'm never like, when have, you, when have you been ever, like, when have I ever been known to, like, easily let things go or That's get over true. things? That's true. Yeah. Okay. We have two more of these so, to get through. <laughs> gentlemen, if your house caught on fire, what is one thing you would grab before leaving? And this, this assumes that our wives... And, and or children are fine. And dogs are fine. Dogs. Like everything's good. No, not dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. Again, I took it down. You want to do that in public. I did it with a microphone. I'm so sorry. Luke, if your house caught on fire, what's one thing you would grab before leaving? My podcasting equipment. Your podcasting equipment. And you said? I put the dogs before you, so not for the oh, oh! I would, baby. I would grab the dogs. We actually have a plan. I made sure that we have a plan. Agree. And yet you're awarded no points. Yeah. May God have mercy on your soul. Right. Gomer, what's the one thing you would grab before leaving your fiery? S- similar. I would just be very specific with my iMac. Oh. With my computer. And you said? I said video game equipment. <laughs> oh, which is what I do with my iPad. Mm, Minecraft. I don't know. Crowd, uh, oh. crowd. Guys, if you don't play Minecraft. Yeah, let's do it. I play yeah. Minecraft on my computer. Okay, so we're at like one to two? No, no. no. We're at one and one. One and one, one and one. Okay, here we go. This is the time one and one. Uh, See, if you were... Though, you still know my heart. Yeah. You still know my heart. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. You've only been a big fan for a you long time. the beat of his heart and the... <laughs> Just for the record, she subscribes to Cameron Frad's podcast, Among the Lilies, where my oh, wife did an interview on Patreon for a Patreon series that she did on, on marital intimacy, and my wife talked for an hour and a half about our sex life. And so she's like, I listen to every episode of Catching Foxes, I even listen to the, the episode with your wife, and she wanted to point out how me and Luke, when we do an impression of Shannon, it goes like this. <laughs> but then my, my wife talks like, hi, I'm Shannon, oh my gosh, right? So, but all I could think about was, my wife makes me seem like I am a terrible <laughs> lover. It's awful. It's awful. But I encourage you, don't have to camera and listen to that episode. If you were a character from the sitcom Friends, which character would you be? 
All right, Luke, I, wanted to, I, I want Luke to see if her answer is correct. You're the one that's going to weigh, weigh in on this. Okay, okay so okay. Luke, what, what character would Gomer be? What, Isn't that what you're... Yes, yeah. but you're going to hear her answer, and your answer is going to be usurped by her answer. Okay, uh, Ross. You would say Gomer is? I don't know friends. I'm homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's actually, that's kind of good. Those right. were awarding points to that amazing right. answer. Thumbs up. There we go. I would definitely. Yeah, there you go. I think, I, I think there's points awarded for that one. Yeah. All right. Now, no pressure. Well done. We got to get a selfie. We'll award a point and a half <laughs> if you get exactly what he says for this. It's Ross. Yes! Yes! Ross! Ross, he's so emotional. And the neurotic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, he likes dinosaurs. <laughs> a begrudging slightly. And sure, his wife became a lesbian. That we don't have in common, but you know, like, other than that. That's, no, it's only funny if you And Luke, stop talking. Hey, Bradley, why don't you finish your sentence? I said we don't have Why don't you finish your sentence, Bradley? <laughs> so, uh... By a half-point margin, we will declare Luke as the winner. But yes! we're all winners here at Catching Foxes, so congratulations. Thank you for Good playing the engagement game. You get a Starbucks well gift card. Where's the gift card? Grace, Where? you can have the two liter of Coke if you want it. Where? Where's the gift card? Where's the gift card? Do you have the gift card? Man, how about that Bradley Barnes? Not only is he a fan of the show, but he's also a personal friend of Luke's. And he put together multiple Catching Foxes bingo cards that people in the audience were playing the entire time. And he emceed the whole event plus that fun game with Claire and Grace. You know, me and Luke, we're pretty awesome. But we can't do everything. And that's why we needed Bradley. You might be pretty awesome. But you can't do everything. That's why you need... Krieger Consulting. That's right, Ryan Krieger at Krieger Consulting. He wants to help you with his team make your ideas become reality. Whether you need a mobile website, an app, whether you need just to sit down and talk with someone about your idea, Ryan Krieger and his team with over 10 plus years of experience can help you. So head on over to kriegerconsulting.com slash cf. See, if you go to slash CF, that lets them know you heard about them on the show, and that's why you're going to go check them out. Very simple. Go to that website and just get a conversation going. Who knows what amazing thing you can create, just like our live show. Thank you. Ryan Krieger at kriegerconsulting.com slash CF. Now we're going to uh, invite to the stage. So one of the really cool parts about doing our podcast is we get to talk a lot of really cool and incredible individuals. For example, the most part. Uh, we just spoke with Derek Webb this, this past week, who apparently if you're a younger, uh, if you like, who knows who Derek Webb is? There you go. See, yeah, he's amazing. And How many of you ever heard of the band Cademan's Call? Cademan's Call. A little Dude, bit more people. That was, yeah. They were, they were big in the 90s. He left them in the late, early 2000s, started a solo career. So, uh, Interesting yeah, we, guy. So we've had some really great inter, um, interviews, and I feel like our interviewing skills have gotten a little bit better. Yeah, okay, so it's still terrible. So we're going to try to um, do a like interview live, which will be the first time that I will have tried this while not drinking. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, Hi, you're a great guy. <laughs> Never released. Yeah. All right, nothing. You had to be there. I apologize. All right, so please put your hands together for Jimmy Mitchell. <laughs> Jimmy, bring a chair. 
to share mine. Oh, 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 look at that. Someone's you fancy, huh? <laughs> Jimmy, it's good so, to be here. How are things? Yeah, really good. I'm a little nervous right now. Huh? No, don't be. You're way holier than us. Does <laughs> <laughs> like, anyone else feel that? Like, 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 I'm, like, I'm climbing a mountain with a bunch of like orphans from Uganda, and <laughs> they all encounter Jesus Christ. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm making fun of the amount of times his wife said no to him. Like, it's not very good. This is not. You're you're a better you're a better man than us. Hey, let's say this way. Let's put it this way. Our darkness makes your light even brighter. <laughs> so it's like hanging out with the fat guys. Oh. oh. No, no, no. We're like the Peter to his Paul. Or the. I don't know. Uh, we're for the free conversion yeah. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. They call me Saul. Um, so how long have you been doing music? Let's talk about let's talk about your musical career. I knew Jimmy. Looks like so we got this guy. He's a really talented piano player. Oh, his name is, this is my Luke voice, apparently. His name is David, Jimmy Mitchell. I like Jimmy Mitchell. And I said, I go, I go, yeah, Jimmy Mitchell, I know him. I've known him for years. Well, it's true. I have known you for years because I knew you 10 years ago, and it's been that long since we've physically seen and held each other. So um, when, when did you first start <laughs> involved in music? Were you like a little kid, mommy making you take uh, piano lessons? What, what was that like? I was about 10, actually. It's a good question. And I just started taking question. a lot of piano lessons on the side. And the next thing you knew, I was really just enjoying a lot of classic rock and church music. And went off to college because Vanderbilt is in Nashville. And Music City, USA was mm. the place to be. So I just, I love music, period. What was your uh, classic rock songs that you would play? Well, I was a really big fan of all piano-driven classic rock. So we're talking The Who. We're nice. talking Sticks. I'm sorry, Who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Put that one back on my pocket. Yeah, no, I, I like Billy Joel. You know all the classics. Okay. Things. What about Elton John's Lemon? Is that a good song? Yeah. Uh, it's my favorite song yeah, ever. No it's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Especially while drinking. Very good while, while drinking. Okay, good. Thank you for interrupting <laughs> to the point where you had nothing else to say. So, uh, how, when I was a little kid, I asked my mom if I could play the piano. And my mom said, no. Uh, we're not spending the money on a big piano so you can just not use it. My mom was very harsh. And so, did, were you, did you take to it? <laughs> As Luke is about to do an impression of my mom. Uh, did you just take to it? Or is it like a thing for you? Like, immediately you're like, I'll do an hour a day, no problem. Or are you like, I've, I've never done an hour a day in probably 25 years. So that's the first answer to the question. I do love it. I naturally love it. And, uh, I played saxophone and trumpet for like a year each, and it just didn't stick. Played the guitar, I still stink at that. But uh, the piano was just this thing that really inspired me. And it was years later that I actually began composing, largely because I love film scores. I love some of the greatest movies, you know, and, and their film scores. So it's just been a huge part of my Who's your favorite film score composer? Ah. Uh, you can't mention Hans Zimmer or John Williams. Yeah, that's a good. That's question. the only two people I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say John Williams. Mm. To be honest, though, actually a lot of the music I love the most is, um, you know, it's like these these kind of modern day film scores. Like independent films are sometimes mm. you know, the most talented people come around them. You know? Did you hear Audrey Assad's film score for her husband's movie to catch a falling knife? No, I need to. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I bought the a Kickstarter campaign and. I got a Blu-ray and a T-shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> it was a very moving movie. <laughs> so weird. Artistic people that make seven-minute-long movies. I don't get any of them. Hey, actually, you know what's a really good short? Hey, my sister's here. Woo! Uh, everyone, is that Jack Black? No, sorry. 
One of my favorite. I love you. Sorry, I'm sorry, Christina. Uh, one of my favorite short films ever is. Oh gosh. Um, Bound and Around no, by Pixar? No, it's actually a joke. Bound, 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 bound and Around. You got a pink kink in your thing. <laughs> I watch it all the time. Um, no, it's Stella uh, Tondra. Paperman or something? Or uh, yeah. Paperweight? It's um, a Paperboy. Sorry, Zac Efron. No, it's really good. <laughs> hey, hey, he's very handsome. He's so Hey, you leave Zac Efron alone. He's a national treasure. Okay, so, um, so I, I just wanted to... Uh, talk to you a bit about what you're doing with, with the whole like love good thing. I think it's really cool. We had a podcast last week that didn't go over too well with some with some individuals where I kind of said a lot of podcast of crap. And, <laughs> and then, I didn't I made that the title of the show. Yeah, yeah. That's also the best. I was clearly talking about the crunch. But um no, I'm saying that's not true. They're good guys. Ish. Um Pat stayed at my house, it was fine. Um like um and but like one of the things that we actually Talk about was like where do you cross the line between like heavy things when you go from just being like pop inner pop enter entertainment to the more like serious stuff like and I don't know if it's it's kind of it's kind of like a vague question but I think it is important because I think a lot of the stuff that we do right now and I'd be curious to get your take on this is always I I kind of uh, had the example that everything is God and it's a kind of like filter. On it. It, it's, it, it, it's always like kind of cool. It really, it like, it's an orange tint, so it's gotta be deep. And it's just like really like shallow, you know, and it's not really anything that you like have to like wrestle with. It's all easy to die, to digest and whatnot. Anyways, I'm rambling again. I think it's on your card. Um, <laughs> I'm rambling. I would Bingo. Be, I'd be curious to get your take on my um, word vomit here, which is how the interviews go for the most part. So. Look, it was so good. That was my favorite moment on that episode, actually. And it got me really thinking about the work that we do, because there's a massive difference, you see, between maybe you'd call it mindless amusement, right? Mm -hmm. Just the, the kind of the sheer escapism that is most of our mainstream media, at least entertainment. Uh, and then what we would probably call leisure, something that actually restores us, something that helps us really uncover what it means to be human rather than escape. Something that you would almost say is the basis of culture. I indeed. Leisure, the basis <laughs> of culture, indeed. a book by uh, Joseph Pieper. It's great. Yes. Gomer, I think our reading lists are very similar. I had that book, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read it. I own it. I was supposed to read the whole thing for a talk that, that Brad Burster wanted me to do, and I didn't, but I bought it, and I skimmed it. And I was like, I like this person. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, that won't make any sense once you're from here. Sorry. <laughs> it's so good, though, this idea of leisure conditioning us to encounter the true, the good, and the beautiful. I'm crazy about that, and I think that's exactly what our culture needs. Yeah, so on that episode, Luke was complaining about how so often today we have to make truth, things that matter that should, you should wrestle with, we make it digestible or funny or, you know, like, I'm not going to do anything unless it's a five-minute CGP Grey video on YouTube, and that's the only way, or Vsauce, um, that's the only way I'll, like, learn something. And the idea is that truth, beauty, and goodness should, should take effort to receive. And my whole thing, and he, he made a comment, and I said, no, I disagree, not in the sense that it shouldn't take effort, but, like, poetry gives us truth. And um, T.S. Eliot famously called poetry superior amu amusement. He viewed it as, as a way to enrich ourselves by, you know, exercising all this stuff. But the point isn't utility. The point is just of, like, 
Like the audacity of beauty is that it has no function in the world, mm-hmm. right? And when you think about it from that perspective, what is, what is a beautiful song versus, you know, a marching song or a military band, right? Like that is meant for a purpose, whereas this is just meant to, to make life beautiful again, you know? Can I add just one quick, quick part? I would expect just, nothing less just to, to talk defend about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it's, I think what I was trying to get at it in my unformed thought was uh, what happens when everything becomes entertainment? Right. You know, and that's what I kind of think. So it's not so much the beautiful part that I have that image is with, like, of, of course. Why do you hate beauty? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Um, Life Side News, Luke hates <laughs> beauty. <laughs> Life Side News kiss my ass. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, no kids here. Sorry. This is supposed to be a beauty. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I really don't like Life Side News. Uh, I, there's some really good stuff there, but you know, uh, enjoy Michael Morris. Um, what, um, this is, what happens when everything needs to be entertained? Because I think a thing can be like it, it, it can be like beautiful. And be and like hard, and it can be not entertaining. So I guess the common the common example that I use is, is Schindler's List. As in that's not a film that I'm gonna like pop on to be like, hey, let's watch the worst thing ever, you know, like or um, the Passion. Obviously, that's a film that can be like heavy to take, right. and it's good. It I would dare say it is a really beautiful movie. But that's a difficult thing to like. But it's not watch. Good Friday, so I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, I just want to add that. That's a once a year yeah. movie, right there. Just side note, you talked about something being beautiful and hard. That was the name of my punk band in high school. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> what is the basis of your new project? You were talking a little bit about. It. I just want you to give a little bit more information. Um, you know what? What do you mean? Like you're on four continents. In the world of Jimmy Mitchell, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's called Look Good. You know, we're we're increasingly uh, helping people curate the media in their lives, discover great new music, books, and art, and really ultimately invest in a culture that they want to be part of. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the four continents really comes from the last couple of years of travels. We've got a lot of what we call patrons, different from Patreon. Really Patreon.com slash CF, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash CF. $10 or more free podcasts. <laughs> kind of on, on a Monday for, for the most part. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Yeah, that's good. And you know, this idea of patronage, gosh, it's, it's as old as. No, that's good. It's as old as Western civilization. You know, if we don't stand on the front lines of building that better culture, then actually nobody will, you know. And so our hope is through our. You know, several hundred people across the world, we can slowly rebuild things and reclaim what it really means to be human, what it means to be family, what it means to be community, and again, you know, ultimately, culture. That's really what we're all about. How would you define culture? By the way, I have to say this, this is 100% true. My favorite article on Wikipedia. Do you ever just go on Wikipedia and just read stuff? <laughs> yes. There are whole apps called Wikipedia readers that just generate... Is that a nerd moment there? <laughs> I almost lost control. It's been breathing heavy. Yeah, uh, there is uh, the best article on there is just the word culture, and you get to go through like originally culture meant like high culture, sophisticated culture, opera, classical music, and then culture became that thing that is a human artifice. So a hammer as opposed to a stick on the ground being a tool is a is culture and all this stuff. So what would what, when we talk? We always say it, like enculturation. The gospel needs enculturation, but at the same time, you're like, oh, they're a cultural Catholic. 
Like, well, that's why we want it, right? But we clearly don't. So what would you say? What do you mean by culture and how are you affecting the culture? Yeah, no, my favorite definition is really simple. Life shared in common. And I don't think we do that very well. I mean, we grow up often in very broken homes or very isolated communities. We have a real sense of what we think is connection, for example, on social media, but is in fact not. It's not what the heart longs for. So really authentic culture helps people share life in common well. And yes, that's expressed in music and books and art, all the things that we really stand behind as love good, but ultimately it's really meant to reflect or give us a glimpse into or give us a, a desire for the ultimate sharing of life in common together, which is, which is heaven, which is the, the Trinity, which is God himself uh, inviting us into the, the greatest intimacy of all. So yeah. That was a good answer. <laughs> I said cool stuff, but your answer was much better than mine. We're talking about like Wikipedia apps and I'm making stupid jokes about my best friend's wife, and you have like a beautiful. I'm so sorry. Um, We're all so sorry. So like in like <laughs> okay, so there are like two. There are like two big things that I that I, I would like to hit on really quick. Um, all I see is like people that I actually like know, and I'm like, what are you all thinking? <laughs> I'm like, Emily, please don't hate us. <laughs> He's the director, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Please don't volunteer my door team. I can't do this all by myself. I'm not detail-oriented. Um, like, this is what an external process looks like. <laughs> my poor, poor wife. <laughs> I can be exhausting. Um, <laughs> To say the least. To say the least. That was my sister. That was awesome. Zing. Okay, um, like, I really like this idea of patronage, like, just being a, um, being a patron, because I think as we, as, we're all millennials here, for the most part, and, um, like, what you do with your dollars, like, that counts, and it speaks, and it really, um, it gives to things, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, this is like a pitch for us, but I think it is a, if you want more good stuff, it really helps when you pay for it, you know, like, it's really great that we have this, like, opportunity to just have so much free content right now, like, it's really, really cool, like, there's so much, there's so many great podcasts, great, um, like great, like bands, all this you great community group videos and curriculum that you can get at, ca- totally. at layevangelist.com. You can community. just take a dive into the Anima Technica back, back without even trying to think twice about it. And um, the old ATVs, we call it. the old, the old Baltazar ATV. <laughs> so, but like, I think what you do with your money, I think it really counts. You know, and I think, and it's it's not that I think you should pay for everything that 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 you get that is for 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 free because I think there is a thing about um, the time that you spend with that being like that's what you get. Like I'm amazed when people say they've gone back and hear all of our all of our old. Who's stuff. ever listened to our old stuff? Even though you come in like somewhere in the middle. That's Look at insane. This. Look at this. Like, hey, this. just for the record, one million seven hundred sixty-five thousand two hundred thirty-five thousand. <laughs> so, like, I think about like my as of today. <laughs> oh, whoa. Okay, so no, but um... <laughs> if all of you just gave two dollars <laughs> and quit our jobs, we wouldn't have to be up here like a bunch of monkeys performing for you. No, we're not. Are you joking? We would still be doing that. We would literally be doing the 
because it was like it was like Emily and Aaron. Yeah. Sorry, Emily. Uh, was Chris, I just called Christina. Emily gets married. That's my other sister. So yeah, look a better one. You look the same. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, we all have to carry nose. My poor, poor like niece. She's just got this. That poor girl. She's got a wide nose. Yeah, it's, it's got a sad note there. Sorry. Anyways. Um, so back to Jimmy yeah, and Love. Jimmy good. Good. Uh, so, but 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 the, you know, like the uh, point being that like. <laughs> Free stuff. We all experience the <laughs> isolation that is our culture. Mm. And I think because of how we were like raised, we like we kind of wait to like find a thing that we like. Mm. So it's very passive and it's extremely consumer driven. Not that that's bad, but it's just when it when it becomes that, it becomes like, oh, I just like want, 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 want. And it's not more about what can I find? Like, what are the things that are really... And I think, like, so for you, I think, like, where would you want... Like, what do you think we could do with, like, kind of like... Because I think this is going on across the country where, like, everyone's kind of saying, this really, like, what's here mm-hmm. right now isn't enough. That's right. So what I'm trying to get out here in a very long way is what could this look like in like five years? If we kind of were a little bit more proactive, a little, uh, little Jimmy, bit I'm going to answer for you. More podcasts, <laughs> that's it. That's the you know, just like a little bit more like, hey, I want stuff that's like going to like draw me out of myself as opposed to things that I like, I just want. Like, so I sh- like, so anyway. I'm going to stop. You just go. And are you talking about what does this look like on a large cultural scale in five years? I think so. Foxes right now? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> what does no. catching foxes to no, you no, look no, like? No, we can really no, no, no. Like, I, we, we, listen, we, we did that enough. People get bored of it. Um, to you want to like, large scale. And like, like, I don't mean like how did Catholics take, take over MTV because that's long gone. I just mean more like that was my essay to get into students. Like, Here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please ignore the spelling errors because I never paid attention to any of my classes. Um, I didn't do the your thing on our last episode. Though. That was my fault. Uh, he was up till twelve. Right. But like, on so like within our little weird Catholic yeah. subset, like, um, like what could that actually look like? Where there's a thing going on that perhaps isn't going on anywhere else. It's really good, and I think what's key to that is we can't be church rats. You guys definitely aren't that, right? You bust them out of the walls. In the Into the Knights of Columbus Hall. This is the greatest thing ever. I love it. There's a Bud Light thing in the back. Can we just talk about the disco ball for a second? We can yeah. talk about amazing. <laughs> Two hours later, that thing's still going. Still see. It's almost like it's on a motor or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really believe there would have been, you know, about 30 years ago, a lot of people thinking quite strategically about this question, except with a very different perspective, which is, you know, how in the next few decades can we slowly take over this culture? And, and we would say for the worse. I mean, I, I do think that we have an opportunity as a church to respond with just as much strategy, just as much intention. And to lead with beauty rooted in truth in a way that actually, who cares about taking over MTV? Let's put them out of business. You know, and I'd say the same about most of Hollywood. I'd say the same about most of, you know, the record industry that we have in Nashville and beyond. There's an opportunity, I believe, especially through patronage, as you're describing it, to quite literally reclaim culture and present something that's so captivating that the whole world can't help but want it. So you mean MTV3? That's right. Yeah. That's exactly M3. Right. That, that was a good place to get all your like punk and like emo, screamo stuff back in the day. <laughs> if, 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 oh, look, if M2, like, they actually show music videos. 
Oh, I hate MTV. Anywho, just so you guys know, uh, that was an awesome answer because I think the big thing that many of us struggle with is we all project our own problems and our own visions onto the church. But the reality is we need to start with human nature. We need to start with every what every heart longs for and what we long for, even though we're afraid of it, is connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. Right, we're afraid of connecting with other people. And I thought when you said 30 years ago, people were thinking, I thought, and this is funny, I thought you were talking about the people who built this place. <laughs> because I was thinking, like, the, my parents have been involved in the Knights of Columbus. My dad is, is a knight, I'm a knight. And they built the Knights of Columbus Hall. And when they built the Knights of Columbus Hall, their, thing, their thinking was, we need a place for men to go that they can be honest about their faith and, and just socialize like all these different things that they came out that we talk about like we talk well you gotta have community and you know we gotta have all this stuff and it's like that's what we built here mm. right and you can see a bunch of people now um, one of the things i learned about this place is that it's not affiliated with a parish like many other knights of columbus hall this place stands on its own it draws men from different parishes but this saint patrick's Knights thing it's not affiliated with a parish and you can think about how the neighborhood has evolved around here Almost no one in the Knights meets here regularly except for Knights functions. When it's being, when it, this place operates, it operates for the community, mostly of African Americans, right? So now you have this thing, that this vision of it's going to serve Catholic men and their families in the future. The future totally shifted. People are pushing out to the suburbs who would otherwise come here. And it's like, okay, what's the new vision of this place? Well, you know, looking at the wood paneled walls and the beautiful disco balls and the fact that the neighborhood folks use this for their wedding receptions. What could be the next step of a, of a, of a brave, a brave new future? One time I was talking with some, this is the Gomer squashes Luke part. Um, no, I'm just kidding, not at all. But uh, I was talking with some priests in a, uh, in a city and I said to them, I said, okay, so what's your youth ministry like? And they say, well, we do this and this. I said, well, all your kids, 100% of their kids at their parish go to the parish school. So it's a heavily Catholic parish school place. And I said, he said, but our neighborhoods are all mostly African-American as people are moving away from the city. And I said, so what's your youth group like? Youth group's totally different than the Catholic school. He said, well, that picks up any public school kids. And I said, oh, so that ministers more to the African-Americans in your neighborhood. And he said, no, 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 it's mostly just the, you know, the white kids that are there. And I said, so your whole neighborhood is, is mostly black now, but the people in your youth group and the people in your school are all still the old school, you know, leftovers of the demographic shifts. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, seems to me like you need to have a mission to black people in your neighborhood or this whole thing is going to go away. And he said, yes, yes. Hey, I'll say something that you guys can clap for. FCC, New high football rules. Um, but see, that's the thing about visions of 30 years and stuff like that. Like 30 years ago, or 50 years ago, or 40 years ago, or 100 years ago, they built this place. They had no idea what it was going to be, but they had a vision for community. Right? The whole thing in the Knights of Columbus was, you know, we got Father Michael McGivney over there. The whole thing was to help Catholic it. widows and their families when the men die from their factory jobs. That's why they sell insurance. It was to help widows and orphans. But now it's become this movement of men and all this stuff. So I, I think it, it is fascinating when we talk about this stuff of like. Bingo! Oh! oh! Snap! What did you, what did I just say that made you yell bingo? Well, that, okay, we have to stop. We have to stop really, really, quick, really quick. Let me borrow that. Time out. That's okay. I didn't know how to land the plane on this one. Yeah. So, uh, no. Thank God for me. What? I actually, I actually 
text them and say, just, just, bingo. just letting everyone know my wife got bingo a while ago, but we're nice. So. Oh, oh man. Mega wins every day. Hey, just to let everyone know, since the last time I updated you, we've already had 200 downloads. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Don't, just... All right, so we got bingo off of. Dude, I can't take it from her. Why? No, come on. Go, go for it. Um, no, come on, take it from her. Well, so, <laughs> She's not this nervous. is awkward. <laughs> Listen, what here isn't? <laughs> I got Shop Talk, Other Podcasts, Sound Effects, Syro-Phoenician Woman, Loops, Stroke, Stroke. <laughs> <laughs> when did we mention Loops, Stroke? Yeah, whoa, I haven't talked about this. You talked about his Oh, I did oh, talk about his help. <laughs> What do you mean by intentional? Like, I'm not letting this filth in. Uh, yeah. I'm going to use VidAngel to censor Game of Thrones. What do, what do you mean by intentional? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's not as complicated as we sometimes think. You know, you got, you got folks who only intake Christian media or Catholic media. Like Luke. Yeah, and I don't know that that's what I'm aiming for. Because if we're really serious about having all the answers to the human experience and the human heart and what it really means to live a life of joy and authenticity, then we ought to be able to speak that language pretty universally. So I really hope and dream of one day there actually being a care for truth, beauty, and goodness, for that to be kind of a mainstream reality. And that actually doesn't look like Christian media or even Catholic media a lot of the time. I think it looks a lot more like uh, the new record from YouTube, Songs of Experience, one of the finest records, I think, of 2017. It is so deeply human, captivating, universal, rooted in something substantial that it can't help but, I think, transform even someone like me. So, Was that I, the album that Apple gave everyone no, for free? No. no. See, this is the <laughs> Where everyone was shirtless, <laughs> hugging each other? Okay. On. This is what everybody still thinks of when they hear the word YouTube. Yeah. Out now. It is so sad. Yeah, it's it so is. sad. Who would have thought that Apple would have screwed up? I know. Music? I know. I know. See, that they got music in their DNA. Steve Jobs. And, and another one who I, who I would add to that is I just <laughs> got from my awesome wife the new Julian Baker album yes. on vinyl. And it's yes. like the most heartbreaking, incredible thing about a person struggling with just the pandemic addiction. Bingo! <laughs> Do you have vinyl? Obscure band. Yes! Yes! yes. yes. I have never heard of this person in my life. I uh, maybe right, just the Twitter. Right. Luke's job, <laughs> obscure band, sound effect, sponsor plug, 
a previous episode. <laughs> there we go. Episode. I just want to point out these bingo cards are proof that we have tiny minds that are very predictable. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever people were like, when I first looked at this, I was like, uh, holy crap, you know my heart. <laughs> <laughs> really? You're getting the box of pennies. Yes! Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What do you have? What, what? Sorry. I have download numbers, Luke's job, Luke's stroke for health, Luke rambles, and a previous episode. <laughs> Wow, it's a very Luke-centric night. I think my very sister's going to pee her pants on that one. <laughs> Paying your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, I just want to say uh, I thought which after my terrible Billy Madison, uh, um, yes, Billy Madison quote. Uh, He's the director. Thank you for coming tonight and playing here. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I would not, uh, I would not like say that if that was if that was on the case. I would just go. Hey, that was great. Yeah. No, that was really like really beautiful. So. Thank you. Everyone, put your hands together again for Jimmy Mitchell. Jimmy, real quick, before you go, where can people find out more? I was just going to say, I'm looking for the Catching Foxes bump right now. Oh! USA! <laughs> USA! USA! <laughs> If they want to learn more, I know you did the Patreon thing. Yes, just, just really easy. Lovegoodculture.com. Lovegoodculture.com. Free music right now that you can get from all kinds of singer songwriters and artists from all over the world, actually. And uh, <coughs> free right there on the website. Lovegoodculture.com. Awesome. Thank you very much. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, denied. Uh, so this, yeah. this like this part here, that was awesome. This is this part here is one of my favorite things that we've done the last two live shows that we've done. One was at a bar. This is like the best one so this far. We have a lot of people here. I just want to point out that when we did it at the the first time we ever did a live show, this was Luke the whole time. We'd be like, all right, we're gonna start. Oh my god. <laughs> And take it all in, but someone was like, rrr, rrr. I was like, we have a schedule to keep. <laughs> I did not. Like, we're in the middle of a bar. All right, so uh, we're going to do like audience stuff. So if you guys have any questions for us at all or things that you're like, hey, like, hey, Luke, that like Ross joke you made was stupid. Um, now's your chance. <laughs> Now's your chance. Yeah, so, Aaron, if you want to anything, anything that I said, so we'll, we'll keep it on condensed. But yeah, we have a microphone and everything, so it will it will pick up on the podcast. We've been um, debating a lot lately. What does it mean to be like a head of household in a marriage? Ooh, well, I'll tell you this: it means to be an ADG, that's for sure. Okay, so what, what did I say that about an explosion? Make all of the mind. I just said that for the loop on that one. That was <laughs> I've been putting it up by council. All right, so um, Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Um, okay, so like, can you repeat the question? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Headship so head head and marriage. Headship and marriage. Um, <laughs> I can tell you Luke's headship. Aaron, you would take this one. <laughs> okay, no, so, like, 
here's what Aaron would define it as hurting a cat. <laughs> One cat. I am a tumor, I'm a tumor. Okay, you go first. <laughs> it's from the family guy when she goes, how do you handle this? And, and she goes, oh, I just, I just suppressed all the shows her brain. He goes, I'm a tumor, I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. It's a whole family guy episode that you're all way too young to know. Anyways, uh, go this, this stuff gets edited out. You guys don't even hear it. Yeah, this is, this is actually what <laughs> it's, it's like. like. It's not that different. Click, click, delete. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. Have you, uh, you ever heard Dave Ramsey? You ever heard Dave Ramsey? Yeah. Dave Ramsey has this financial thing where he talks about there are two different types of people often in a marriage: the free spirit and the free spirit and the uh, and the and the what is it called? The nerd. Other the nerd. The free spirit and the nerd. Thank you, Kevin Fenter. In a good way, sweetie. And the free spirit is the one that spends the money. The nerd's the one that tracks the money. But neither are better than the other. The nerd tracks it, but the free spirit frees them to spend. And the and the nerd restrains the overspend. For example, the the free spirit has a little bit too much to drink in in over the Rhine and buys a hundred and fifty dollar clock from Elm Elm and Iron Oil. Yeah, we went to brunch and I got real excited about a clock. <laughs> Before what? Sitting on our floor and never hung up. <laughs> so that's what free spirits do, right? Now, in my family, as well as in Luke's, uh, the wives are the nerds. Now, she's a nerd only in the fact that she is disciplined, ordered, and makes many lists. Um, but, but I will say this: when it comes to spiritual headship, this is one thing that I've discovered about being married. Um, there, is, and this is my most downloaded talk on SoundCloud. This is a thing that comes up if ever you hear Arlene Spensley. If ever she's on the show, she references this one talk called on male passivity. Um, men are schooled in passivity in relationships. It's 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 like we don't even know like how to lead in in any sort of way. And so my wife and I, I mean, honestly, like you can look at Ephesians chapter five and talk about the woman is that the man that was reading in our wedding or the man is that my wife is clearly that, Uh, but we we had that reading in our wedding. We had the Beatitudes and and that reading and, and song of songs, of course, but she, in marriage, it is so easy to coast if you're not, if you are the free spirit. And there is a deadly danger to your union because what you're basically saying is you are abdicating the responsibility of your household to one person. That's the danger of headship language where a man wants to dominate the woman using Christianese, right? Pope Pope John Paul II talks about the domination of a man over a woman. Spoken of in Genesis 3 was a result of the fall, not a good thing. Right? Headship is not domination. Headship is sub- submission means we have a mission. And oftentimes in my own relationship, like I can remember being with my wife and she's given me lists of things I need to do with the kids because she's going to be the first time away from the kids overnight. And she's given me these lists and I needed half of them because I don't know where crap is in the house. But at one point I just stopped her and I said, Shannon, I'm their dad. I'm not their mom. And I will parent them how I parent them. Not how you parent them via these well-crafted lists. And she looked at me and she said, and I'll, I'll never forget that. She said, thank you for telling me that. Because it was this idea of she's used to me stepping back, letting her take the lead because she's stay-at-home mom and I'm working. But now that the roles were flipped, 
and she was off leading a retreat, she was just on this passivity mode that Michael's just going to let me take the lead, but she wanted me to. So when it comes to headship, it doesn't mean domination. People with traditional views of marriage tend to skew it that way. I still, you know, kind of believe in traditional, you know, that stuff, but we, we take it to mean domination. And that's, that is a result of the sin. And Christ died to bring us back before the fall, to restore us to even greater dignity than what was lost in the garden before, you know, before sin. So, um, that is my deeply spiritual and very serious answer to the question from my own experience. Uh, I don't know. I, we're a hydra. She, I'm making money. She pays the bills. No. She said she makes hydra. Where, and I was like, oh, oh not you. Yeah. Hey, hydra. Oh, my God. I want to I can't wait. No, I, I can't add any, anything else to that. That was great. So if anyone spoils the trailer from the Super Bowl, I will freak out. Because I, yeah, I made a big to-do about not like watching it. Um, um, look, no. That was a great pivot. Yeah, that was good. No, was, uh, I, seriously, headship. Anywho, I will kill you. Avengers <laughs> comment. Anyways, uh, Chris Evans. Wow. Abs of steel. Chris no, Evans? actually more his arms. Uh, I'm sorry, Thor, abs of steel. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Chris Pratt? Yeah, Chris so Pratt. Listen, Chris off. Pratt is, is like is like me, but with time to work out. All right, um, anyone else? Anyone else have any questions? Nope, apparently not. Christina, ask something. Um, How do you like the Golden Girls so much? Can I ask a serious question? Yeah, sure. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Sandra. I'm like sister, younger sister, what up? So, okay, so how'd you guys get, like, I just want to know actually because I don't know this. Like, how'd you guys get into this? Like, how did you say, hey, let's do this. Let's check it out. Maybe go for it. Let's see where it goes. Like, how did that happen? I thought you wanted to know about how we how we beat your best score in Pod Racer, pod racer. 15 years ago. When she was, when she was like seven years old. We're just going to tell this one story. So the, the, uh, the chubby eight-year-old version of her wearing, 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 wearing pajamas comes down into the basement that I forgot, Luke's, Luke's bedroom. And we were we would play Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer on Nintendo sixty four, and we would play it for we played it literally for like twelve hours. Hours. And Just, he's kidding. But they were downstairs all day, all night for pod. Yeah. Yeah. Pod, pod, racing. pod, racing, yeah, pod racing. racing. Which would then become as we're adults yeah. in our thirties podcast. This was two thousand one. Christina, come on. Keep the pods. But she came down, and we would play. And she's like, "Go more. I want to play with you." <laughs> Sharpening my skills. Emily would be dying right now. I know. I know. She I know. would literally, yeah, yeah. And then I saw her at Luke's wedding, and I'm like, holy crap. I know. The like, first adult. thing that, that I got from. Wait, you guys. <laughs> the first text I got from Gomer. <laughs> Baby steps. The first thing I got from Gomer was Christina's hair, and she's ripped. <laughs> it was really fun. Okay, so how did it start? Um, we began our podcast. <laughs> We actually had, we actually, so me and Luke both love podcasts. I, I, did I introduce you to podcasts? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So podcasts as a format started around 2005, and I began consuming them like a crazy person. Uh, tech nerd stuff, I introduced it to Luke, Luke liked it. He went off on his own route with things like WTF from Mark Marin and other, uh, The Nerdist and other interview shows. 
Whereas I became ensconced in like, it was basically like a version of an audiobook interview because I love audiobooks. So we had talked for years about, you know, we should do, and then we never did. And then, and then I decided, decided that when after, after a conversation, conversation, I would try to launch my own. So, so I launched my own, it was called Audio Evangelist. Evangelist. Uh, the published, published about 20 episodes. episodes. Um, and, and so, so it just sounded was all, all crappy. And then Luke, Luke and, and I came together, and, and we recorded, recorded five episodes that are lost to time. time. They're amazing. They, they sit, sit on my hard drive, and every so often I'm like, do I just delete them? Or is there someone in the world who wants us to make it into a vinyl album and sell it for hundreds of dollars? Because I'm willing. Uh, I thought it'd be really funny for every episode to reference Taylor Swift in the GeoCities website. Yeah, there was always a GeoCities comment. Yeah, I thought. Apparently, it was, it was not funny, judging by everyone's reaction. I thought it was great. Um, so, yeah, so it was. I saw a need, and I think we both agreed on this for rhymed. a podcast with two Catholic dudes um, that was a lot more vulnerable. And a lot more... Um, Any bingos? And bingos, who knows one of the words. But like, we gave that up. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, that was, that like, really honestly spoke to people's concrete reality. That's a big part of the overall like, ministry uh, that I do, is, like, how is God impacting my own life in a concrete way? And the first five episodes were us talking about productivity tips. Yeah, no, like really, honestly, productivity was, tips. Yeah, we wanted from to be the back two to most flighty <laughs> people who so had to marry women who know how to balance our yeah. textbooks. I have us. a million un- unresolved so Trello boards. Like I'm, I'm like a buy from like 2000 and like I'm 16. Here are the checks that I'm gonna keep. And like yeah, n- never followed up um, from like productivity. Yeah, productivity. So and that episode was two hours long. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, that's I really thing. feel like you have to have a system yeah. with your calendar. It's like the worst thing ever, really. So it, but um, I think it really just came down. So I heard an interview with uh, the band Under Oath, who I love. We had we um, have a drummer on uh, uh, that band. And I heard an interview with them uh, on the Bad Christian Podcast, where they basically gave the most honest interview I'd ever heard a band do. And it was like just so great to hear like the real story of what it was like to be a Christian band in the early aughts. And it was just like I'm talking like uh, drug addiction stuff, almost like breakups, like like, like all this thing. It was, just, it was just so nice yeah. to hear a person talk about their real like life and what their like real experience was. Because it was a band that when I was you know 20 years old, I just thought it was like the greatest. Because they did all the screaming and all like all the jumping and all the stuff that I, that I, I love. Uh, we probably shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's supposed to join. Um, so I kind of I just had this thought of like there needs to be this, but within a Catholic context, talking about the things that we like, the intersection of faith and with the um, intersection of faith and culture, because that's like where we kind of are. And I really wanted to make sure that there was, that there was this discussion over instruction so that it was not us just like talking at you, yeah, but us talking with each, with, with each other. And I just kind of knew that with, um, I the thought first, we would, the work. first few episodes, I didn't, 
It was hard. Basically, the first few episodes, if you listen, it's a series of us giving talks to the audience, right? Like, it's like, they're literally blocks of just one person talking on the waveform when I'm editing, and then blocks of the other. Because it was like, how do we discuss something with each other, with a microphone in our face, knowing yeah. that it's going out to dozens of people. Well, and, and, so. and, and, and it really took us about eight, about like eight like episodes, till we hit a point where I was like, I remember when it was the Arlene Spencerly interview that episode that seven. we did. It was seven, where I, I was like, hey, we need like, there's a lot of things that I that I wanted to bring up, but I didn't because it was kind of like awkward and weird and like. How do we do that? And, and like, like, like Luke in middle school with a perm. It was yeah. <laughs> and my mom gave me round glasses or someone with a round face, round glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Um, yeah, so, so the funny thing is about our most honest and vulnerable episode was episode eight, which, which is the episode of the, it's the turning point of our show. Episode seven, we interview Arlene Spencer about dating and relationships. Which has become a constant reoccurring theme in our show, <laughs> uh, but the uh, but that one was about pornography and our own personal you know wrestlings with it, and uh, it was called authentically honest about pornography. And the funny thing was, immediately it hit a nerve with people because our show wasn't a pornography show. I'm, I, if you ever listen to Matt Fratz and Take Me Restored or now his new one, um, Love People Use Things. Um, if you listen to those. They're people who are struggling with pornography addiction, right? So you expect to hear their stories, but ours wasn't about that. And so it struck a nerve with people. I had a rector of a seminary email me saying, I am making all the men in my seminary listen to this episode. And we started getting things like that. Um, And I realized that this element of speaking honestly, now we all talk about being authentic, being real, you know, we all have that. But the reality is church because the Catholic Church has moral expectations and calls us to sanctity, that Jimmy spoke so well about, it calls us to holiness. Many of us project that we're further along the journey. And we're afraid of being found out that we're not that far along. So when you have two bumbling idiots who work for the church, I mean, maybe you do, I don't know, Luke. I <laughs> jury's still out. But, uh, and, you know, I'm a speaker. Why do you do? Uh, yeah, but this notion of people who are, like work for the church have been a part of all these different, you know, charismatic communities and trad stuff and all these things in between <laughs> that we we find uh, <laughs> sharing honestly causes people to feel like holy crap, I'm not alone. And I know everyone does this, right? I was just listening to Whitney Cummings, who's a comedian. She wrote a book called "I'm Fine and Other Lies." And her whole thing was, you know, we all, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, we all make ourselves look so great, put our best foot forward, but just time to be real and be honest, that you hear that refrain constantly in culture. But the thing you find in the church is that when you get people around a microphone, and I'm guilty of this, there's plenty of parts in in, in Catch Fox where I've done this, but you want to sound, number one, like you got your stuff together, and number two, like you know what you're talking about. And part of it is, because we're both external processors, you can very clearly understand that we don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> which is why we get emails of people who say, I'm shouting at my computer, telling you how wrong you are. But uh, they, but that's the thing is that, that notion of, of honesty. Right, Luke? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> hey, hey, this is also what happens in every podcast. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And that's why, hey, everyone, so do, 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 do. This is when I do that. Do, 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 do. Oh, 
Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Yeah, I was I'm kind of you know sad that he's leaving, but I uh, I, I just want to I'll talk. Don't I hope you can hear me while you're in there. Three break six. Luke, does, does do these two words, which are one name, mean anything to you? Clegg, hold fast. Clegg, hold fast. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. Okay. Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer is literally the only video game I ever purchased. <laughs> I thought, okay. And I decked, <laughs> I decked out Clegg Holdfast. That's, that's right, I, okay. <sighs> Such a good game. My parents packed a bell computer with 200 megabytes of RAM. I nice. barely take it. I, I played that and a whole whole lot of Zelda on my like a like I played so much like Zelda that the point that like like my like English my English teacher pulled me aside and goes Luke I don't know what's like what's gotten into you but like you need to get back in into school like what is really like what's like going on and and and, and we're like like inside going I'm playing a lot of Ocarina of Time <laughs> so yeah all right um are there any oh, sorry oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I just wanted to know no, no. Um, I really particularly enjoyed uh, the episode from one. The uh, podcasts are other podcasts are crap. Where you were talking about the difference between uh, pure entertainment, escapism, art, all that stuff. So, because you mentioned John Williams tonight, and you mentioned Schindler's List, I thought of this factoid because I'm a film buff, art nerd, um, and I think it's worth noting in terms of having a balance between uh, art that is entertaining and art that gives us a different experience. And that fact is that. Um, Steven Spielberg actually made Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same year. That's right. It was back to back. Yeah. Yeah, because he went straight from that. That's interesting. Hmm. That I think that says something. Like, it's kind of cool that are probably. I mean, you can like argue if this isn't true or not, but he's probably considered to be the best one of all the directors. I think it says a lot about our culture. That he made probably two of the most important movies ever back to back in one year. The point is, the, like 1993 was a good year. <laughs> so unlike 2017. <clears throat> yeah. Or 2016. When was the gorilla kill? Harambe! That is sacred ground here. That is a bad year. We were all very crap. Was that was that here? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Super sensitive. We're not really over it. It was a big deal. That's what I'm saying. It was a bad year. Like, Rambe. Jeez. All right. Anyone else? Any Wait, you, you had a question? Brad? Was I supposed to contribute? No. Okay. I have a great question. Um, pretty short time. When we were meeting to talk through tonight, you danced around the issue of whether or not this was going to be broadcast. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. the good people here would all like to know, are you going to put this great night on the air for Catching Foxes. Now, here's the deal. I would That's right. Thank you, one guy clapping. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doug! I, was, I, I enjoyed this episode. I don't know about y'all. I had a good time. But I... The only <laughs> there was a lot of silence there, you guys. <laughs> a lot. I understand how crowds work. It's and right. It's he, And he deserves a respect. Yeah, come on! He's right here! He's right here! So I'm recording the audio in a general way with this thing. It has microphones under here. And uh, if the audio is good, it's getting posted. If the audio is crappy, it's getting posted to Patreon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I really wanted to. I really hope. I really hope it is. I'm like monitoring a, the levels. Be like a bonus episode, or we get next week off. Woo! <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. All right, guys. Um, just in case, I mean, we'll. So um, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna have um, a selfie booth over here if you want to take your picture with me. Five dollars for kissing booth. Over here, Luke is gonna be alone. <laughs> True. It's like Junior High again. Everyone's dancing to uh, what? What are they dancing? Uh, Boys Men. Oh yeah, a lot. It's yeah, that's a little bit. To say goodbye to yesterday. I hope we get. No, nope. all right, sorry, that was adorable. <laughs> Catch your boxes, ladies and right, gentlemen. Thank you guys very much. It's been awesome. Thank you. We're going to be hanging out here. We can drink till uh, 10 30, then we got to clean. Then we're going to clean, and then we're going to go out somewhere else. So we'll determine maybe the pub and work or something. I don't know. All right, thank you guys very much. I got to be. We have a conference call at 1 o'clock. Oh, damn. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You can move. You don't have to sit there. Go get more beer. <laughs> Bingo cards are yours to keep. Don't make me throw them away. <laughs> That's hurtful. Yeah. <laughs>